0: Welcome, everybody, to The Cellcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me this morning is a man who just has to get going, get into that nerd school. Jacob,
0: why? Thank you, and I'd love to introduce our co-host who just spilled wasabi on his shirt one time. Drew,
1: that's good because I think I've only had wasabi one
0: time,
1: <laughs> which would fit that character actually. But yeah. anyway,
0: so how are you been doing, Drew?
1: I'm doing good, man. How about you,
0: man? It's been pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I'll, I'll get into what I've been watching in a minute, but I went saw a beer, good movie last night, good. which floored me. And as we record this, I'm actually, or in preparing to do this podcast, I so said, "I'd be like, ooh, I want to draw an inspiration to that." Mm-hmm. So for you guys, are um, probably be like, this will probably drop on Saturday. That's the aim. That's the aim. Uh if you look on my Facebook. Let's see, my Facebook
1: And your Daily Art Corner.
0: Yeah, Daily Art Corner and the the Cellcast Facebook, you'll see what I'm talking about.
1: All so right. check it out. Awesome.
0: Other than that, life is pretty good. Be like Tourette's will flare up every once in a while. Praise the word for oils. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it seems to have hit more recently. Yep. I'm going to give y'all people a fair warning. I love my buddy, my friend here, but he barks like a dog sometimes. Radio?
0: And, and we're not kidding either. And
1: <laughs> he has thankfully been... Uh, had it un- in check for the past six months, but it's started to flare back up again. Mm-hmm. for I guess he's under stress. I have no idea. But... Anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, like with much rats, it's more, but, like, it's not stress, but sometimes it's my emotions are kind of going wonky a little bit, mm-hmm. or, you know, this or that and other, like we talked about, I think it was like last Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I with, know this is a hard time of year for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. Didn't even think about that. Thank you. Um, Just be like, yeah. It's it's one of those things, and not to say be like God, you know, puts it in my life where I can't can't handle that. That's Mm -hmm. obviously a lie. Yeah. (laughs) But God puts puts these things in our lives that He we that He fully knows we can't handle. So He puts in our lives so we have to depend on Him.
1: Yes. So uh, what have you been watching?
0: What have I been watching? I went and saw Toy Story Four last night. What did you think? Oh my gosh! That was such a good movie. <laughs> that was such a good movie. And to you know, kind of paraphrase what I posted on my Facebook last night. Uh, last night of Jacob B. Heron at Facebook. Um, basically, I was I had this expectation for four because my initial thoughts was, "There's no way on earth it's going to uh do what Toy Story three did, right." And, and it
1: doesn't help that I tempered your expectations going into it yeah. when I talked about it. Well, that is the question. When did I go watch that? Is that an episode that got recorded? <laughs> or got recorded and has actually been released? I don't know. That's a very good question. That was that would have, that would was uh, not July 4th weekend. It was the weekend before when that came out, I yeah.
0: think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was three weeks ago?
0: Yeah, that's about three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, so that would have been on our top ten, or, or not our top ten, but our look forward to the end of the year. Episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. You already y'all, y'all already heard my, my my feelings on the movie.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people would would say, well, it doesn't measure up in some ways because oh, they add this character who just drags the movie along, which I would disagree with. And others it's like, oh, it's it's not as good. It doesn't hold the same bravado mm-hmm. as uh, Toy Story 3 did. To me, this movie rather than I'm gonna use a boxing analogy, it throws a ropa dope. Okay. Okay, a ropa dope is basically okay, you're you're in you know, a fight with someone and they know you're right handed. So you fake a right and give them a left. But like you go southpaw on them, and what this movie did, it gave me a southpaw and gave a clear uppercut wow. to the chin, knocking me completely on my butt. When it comes when it comes down to this movie and the depth, character, story, animation in this movie just blew my mind. Oh yeah. my gosh, that they they they. They bring back a, a certain character. If you watch trailers and you knew who it is, you're, you're introduced to new characters, you're introduced to new situations, mm-hmm. you're introduced to a new villain who, be like, is. Be like, it's a, it's the villain, but is it truly the villain?
1: This is one of those where there is a quote unquote villain. Mm hmm. But unlike Lotso. Mm hmm. I think you feel sorry for her merely from when she shows up. Now you just don't like how she's handling yeah. her situation.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: By the time she. That's not by the end of the movie.
0: Mm hmm. It's, it's a. Yeah.
1: Where she's realized, okay, my plan didn't work. Mm hmm. Is there still some way I can. For the most part, she's just trying to escape by the end of the movie, just like everybody else. Yeah. But then that little girl.
0: Yeah. Spoiler, uh, by the way.
1: I'm not gonna get too far into it, but they find a little girl who's lost. Yeah. And realizes that's her. Anyway.
0: That that's her opportunity. Uh, her opportunity. Yeah. So with that character, it's kind of she has a redemption arc.
1: Yeah. And admittedly, that's one of my uh, weaknesses when it comes to movies uh, and stuff, stories. Is oh, this obviously evil, evil, evil character. I'm now going to feel sorry for, and uh-huh. I'm so happy that they finally got maybe not what they were attempting to get, but what they needed.
0: Yeah. Oh, I agree. And the the side characters in which they introduce, and especially the ones in which Buzz introduces us to, who are just absolutely hysterical.
1: It's amazing that... It's amazing that uh, Key and Peel we're still, rec- still uh, acting together for this movie when you consider, uh, I think it's Peel. Peel is now a, a world, an Academy acclaimed horror director. Yeah. To most people, you say, oh, yeah, he was that comedy actor on Key and Peel. You go, yeah, it wasn't the same guy. I so, said, yeah, it was. Uh huh. It was the same guy. And he's Ducky.
0: And Bunny. <laughs> and he's mainly Ducky. Yeah. Bunny's the other, is, uh, yeah. key, is Key. Yeah, obviously it's Ducky and Bunny. And those characters, uh, I,
1: think, I think Ducky was played by Peel mm-hmm. and Bunny was played by Key. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Either way, those characters. Oh my gosh, they stole every scene they were in. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, can we get a story of those two, of their adventure?
1: Maybe in a short. In yeah. A future yeah. Maybe a first short story has done shorts. Yes, a lot There's of them. Nothing saying they can't keep doing shorts. Yes. It's just we know this is the last fully featured movie that is a sequel that Pixar is doing for a while.
0: Yeah.
1: At least nothing on their current docket is a uh, sequel.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, and definitely for for those that said be like, stay for the credits. Mm-hmm. There's nothing at the very end of this movie, but stay for the credits. Yes, there is. At the very very end.
1: It's not storyline, but it's a nice little cameo by,
0: uh... Oh, that's right. Every, well, scratch that. Stay till the end.
1: Especially if you like Keanu Reeves.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. It, 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 is it, it is Keanu Reeves. That's right. I, I completely <laughs> skipped my mind. I was like, I didn't even realize it was Keanu. Like, I
1: remember watching... Admittedly, I watched this after E3. Mm-hmm. Where Keanu Reeves was all over that thing. And the yes. internet was exposed. Like, it's Keanu Reeves. That's... Uh, John Wick
0: it's Neo like, oh.
1: Oh, no, everyone's ignoring Neo because that's the Dark Times. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the first movie. I'm talking about two and three. Yes, I don't think anyone will say the first movie is bad. they just may not it just might not be their cup of tea, but two and three, they're pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not the Matrix podcast. no um, but yeah, nor is it
0: the over, John Wick podcast.
1: We're going I know this voice. Oh, it's Ke- of course it's Keanu Reeves. He's in every right now.
0: <laughs> I must
1: be the only person who's like, you people do remember he was wooden in Neo. Uh huh. As Neo, so.
0: In Speed, he was wooden. And <laughs> like every other movie before in that, he Speed, was wooden. He, well, he's not kind very of.
1: wooden in Bill and Ted.
0: No. Well, he plays a plastic character in this movie.
1: Anyway, <laughs> I will say before we get off of Toy Story 4, uh, if you. If you're going into this thinking this is a story about Buzz and Woody...
0: Yeah. You're mistaken. You're mistaken.
1: It, this is the end of Woody's arc. Yes. That is what this movie was designed to be. Buzz is in it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah.
0: he's he's He is very much one of that supporting character who goes by his conscience. Yes. Let's say that.
1: But this is the end of... In this movie, he's Woody is still dealing with the thoughts from the first movie, yeah. And this is where he's finally letting go of those mm-hmm. responsibilities. Yeah. Spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> and just kind of, kind of and it, how he
1: deals with those responsibilities now that he's no longer the favored toy.
0: Yeah, and it also kind of ties in with another film that we probably mentioned before. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet mm-hmm. in a way it. There is that that parallel between...
1: We are going to have to put Wreck-It Ralph in this at some point. I'm yes. i we have not put it on the roll.
0: It, well, it'll be there. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there is a certain parallel between, you know, Woody's story and Penelope's story. Definitely in, in, in Wreck-It Ralph 2. So, yeah, food for thought. Alright. Alright. So, with all that said...
1: Is there anything else you've been watching besides Toy Story 4? horror before we jump over
0: to me. Well, uh I did get a chance this afternoon while I was eating lunch because our friend Chase mm-hmm. uh has recommended watch this uh anime that has recently come out called Copcraft. Mhm. Believe.
1: I am waiting until uh for a couple of weeks until there's a bunch of them so I can kind of just spend 2 hours going through it. Okay. Well, or maybe waiting for an English dub. I don't
0: know. Yes, I'm, I'm the same way with it. Just be like, okay, I watched it, and it's like, okay, there, it, it's you know, it's a it's a fantasy crime drama, mm-hmm. and the animation is great. I got to watch the first, the opening scene and the the title card scene. I was thoroughly impressed with it. Okay, I really was. And, uh, there again, I'm I'm very much of a dub person when it comes to, you know, uh, anime or anything that's, you know, foreign. The are crying right now. Probably. As much as we love dub. <laughs> it's Weeaboo is another
1: term for otaku, too. which is another term for anime nerd.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So, Drew, what have you been watching?
1: Not much, I'll admit. I've, it's been a busy couple weeks. But I did get a chance... To to um get back on a show I wa- I originally started watching a couple years ago, but had only got to see the Japanese subversion because rights legal rights are a pain in the neck. Yeah, and I don't want to go out and actually buy the DVD, so I've been waiting on the stream. Technically, there's not a full stream of the English dub out of this show. There's only four episodes that they've got dubbed, which. They have, I'm assuming more is on the, on the home video. Right. But on the website, hmm. on Funimation now, they, for some reason, only released four dubbed episodes. Hmm. Which is odd. I, I don't know if maybe they're just now getting around to dubbing it and they're just releasing one episode of the dub at a time, but I don't know. I'll say the show is called Nichijou, My Ordinary Life. Hmm. I think I have brought this up before when I was talking about the show finally getting a dub.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: But I don't remember if it was uh, a dub or if it was just, oh, they're putting it on a video and of course it'll have a dub. But it is about, it is kind of an odd show. Okay. It's one of those that's got a cast of a bunch of people. Hmm. And they keep showing up and doing weird things. Of course. So you've got two sets of main characters. You've got the three girls who are trying to go through school. One is quiet, does nothing but read, read reading, and uh, but yet she's probably she's the perfect straight man for everything, and yet she's actually the funniest character because
0: Uh-oh. she
1: catches the other two girls from what they're doing. Uh, the second girl is an idiot. Oh, uh. one of those people that, outside of academic stages, is probably a very smart person, right? But she can't do her homework.
0: Oh, she too distracted by everything she, else? She,
1: yes, one of those people. We don't know anything about what that's like, do we? No, of course <laughs>
0: not. Of course not.
1: <laughs> uh, and then the third one is an artist. But she has a a weakness for what she draws, which is the main reason I will not suggest this for a family viewing for anyone okay. to see. It, she kind of has, and it, it, I found it is a running gag past the episode I saw where this happened. Mm-hmm. But she has a tendency to draw boys love images
0: okay gotcha her notebooks that she i got gotcha. in
1: for homework but she's done right she'll just start drawing you know you oh. draw on the first piece of paper in front of you which was the last page of her notebook and then she i gotcha forgot to erase it before she turned the <laughs> <laughs> oh like if you drew uh, like if you're a woody bo peep sorry your Woody Bo Peep drawing, you turned in on... the. You drew on the back of your homework and forgot to turn it in, except much more embarrassing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha.
1: So, yeah, that's one reason why I don't think families should be watching this show. Or I'm not going to suggest it for families to watch the show. It's funny otherwise. Yeah. The other group is this very young girl who's, of course, a genius. Mm-hmm. Of She's course. She's so much of a genius that the person she lives with is technically a robot that she made.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. And their cat, who
1: she made a scarf for that allows the cat to talk. Did I mention this is an absurdist comedy?
0: Yeah, I noticed.
1: <laughs> this is one of the, you know, most shows, when they are, have segments, because this is a very segmented show. Right. They have usually three. Okay. One before the commercial break, mm-hmm. the second one, and then maybe a couple little shorty things in the middle. Yeah. And then something to close out the episode. No. They will go to a new segment every three seconds, in some cases. They're all connected. They're all telling the same story. But it's like, okay, now we're going to follow these people randomly in this joke. And then we're going to go back over here. And then we're going to go back over there. And then back over here. it's like, pick a story. And then I found out why it's like this. It's because the manga that it's based on... Is essentially a newspaper comic strip, mm. but not sold in newspapers. Gotcha. So I've been enjoying that. And wa- I've been watching it and enjoying it. It is rated TV fourteen, so mm. that one part I talked about yeah. is probably the the worst of it. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that. That's pretty much all I've gotten a chance to watch. Gotcha. But I, because I have, I can't just be editing and watching one show a week. Or playing that other game that yeah. we've already talked, I've already talked to death about. Uh-huh. I have picked up another game that I can play in short bursts, mm-hmm. such as waiting for the audio on the podcast to do mm-hmm. something when I hit the effects button so that y'all don't hear pops and cracks and a bunch of other stuff that you wouldn't think would show up in a digital recording, but yet yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and that is Super Mario Maker 2 on the Switch. Mm. It is very fun.
0: I can imagine.
1: And yes, I do have a level out there on the, uh, out there, so I will probably leave the, uh, course ID, if anyone has Super Mario Maker 2 and wants to play, I will leave that in the, uh, comments of this episode. Okay. So, because I don't want to have to read out that number. So go to our Facebook group, <laughs> join us there. Yeah. If you're not already there, which I wouldn't be surprised if you were actually already there. Um... But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Oh, cool! So, do we have any news at all, whatsoever, to talk about? Because I don't.
0: Well, with uh, this week, with this week's Comic Con is out, mm-hmm. so we're expecting a lot. There's going to be a lot of you know breaking news, a lot of new trailers for mm-hmm. TV shows. And Most
1: likely, none of it for Marvel or Disney or any of that connected, because that's probably all going to be saved for D twenty three, which is in November, which is in August.
0: Yes, and yes, in so a yeah, heartbeat.
1: Half of what normally we'd be looking forward to at yes. San Diego Comic Con will yes. not be there. It'll be announced in November. Yes, November. Why do I keep saying November? It'll be announced in August.
0: But there, there's there's a little bit of news that's come out. A little bit of news that's come out. Apparently, Warner Brothers is dropping a little bit. Apparently, the WB Universe app, they have just released the first... DC Universe? Yeah, DC Universe. Okay. Yeah, DC Universe app. They are coming out with the Harley Quinn Show. Which is animated.
1: Harley Quinn Show. It's the Harley Quinn Show. That's not how the theme song will go.
0: Nope, but... I, just, I thought that was it's a, gonna be the most
1: odd show.
0: Yeah, it's Harley. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I, me personally, I wish it was more the, you know, Batman Joker. Yeah, Harley and Joker, or Harley from Batman the animated series, which she's originally from. But obviously, it's gonna be the new, the newer style of Harley.
1: <laughs> well, it, I would bet if I'm okay, a, I'm assuming the Harley Quinn show, especially with a name like that. Yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be a comedy, an actual comedy. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it takes a more Teen Titans Go type of art, but hopefully told about, told more, I hate to say adult because that sounds bad, but mm. more m- immature just sound, sounds just as bad. What's yeah. the word I need to look for It says clean but adult?
0: <laughs> uh, Not so kiddish.
1: Yeah, maybe I'm thinking I, I want something that is, uh, I want it to be a fun show. Yeah, but I don't want it to be something where I've got to watch 15 episodes for the finally is, is any semblance of a story. Right. I don't want another Adventure Time show. Is what I'm trying to say.
0: I gotcha. Our Thundercats roar.
1: Well, I'm blaming Adventure Time because it was first.
0: Yeah. Now, granted, the anim- that animation is all is pretty. I be like it's it's decent. Be mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's simple, it's simplified. Where Which I'm fine with, yeah, me not so much. I'm more of a detail guy, but anyways,
1: well, I grew up with more minimalism. I'm sorry,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, be like My,
1: all of, a lot of the art I was surrounded by in when I was growing up was eight bit and sixteen bit video game graphics. I got gotcha. you. Minimalism.
0: I I understand. I completely understand. I'm not I'm not judging anybody who's. You know, likes that kind of artwork. I enjoy it sometimes. The, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. Because, one, do I want to pay more for another subscription? Because I know Disney's going to get all of it in November.
1: Well, I have a feeling, well, Disney's actually going to get some money. But at the same time, Warner Brothers is also getting ready to put out their HBO Plus app. I don't remember what they're calling it, but that's what Warner Brothers' new app thing is. Is, is actually really? labeled at HBO. Really, so it's going to contain all the Warner Brothers stuff. Okay, which I'm assuming is also going to include some DC stuff. Probably along with it, which means hopefully, hopefully content-wise, the main thing you might use DC Universe for. Would be for what because there's, it's more than just the the movies. Yeah, the, the DC Universe app has has uh, comics and mm-hmm. such on that also. I'm hoping that their video that it's in the, that's on that app is viewable on the HBO app, so that mm. you know you can
0: cross platform. You those. can say, okay,
1: Warner Brothers, I go to this app. Mm-hmm. Disney, I go to this app. Disney and Fox, I go to this app. Yeah. Paramount, who knows? Amazon, Netflix, something I don't. know. Yeah. they haven't announced anything yet. Uh, if they do it that way, I think I can deal with twenty or thirty going twenty or thirty dollars going to those people. Okay. I am, in, but I am like, we just like, "Can we?" Does everybody need an app streaming service? <laughs> Apparently. I mean, you're destroying the entire idea of cutting the cord, because now we're back to cable, in essence. Yeah. Except some people are still paying for cable and this. Yes. It's like, okay,
0: <laughs> fine. Uh. So, speaking of Warner Brothers, apparently at Senio Comic Con, they've announced they are doing another Scooby-Doo movie, and not the one we talked about earlier.
1: A Scooby Doo movie
0: besides Scoob? Yeah, besides Scoob, Return to Zombie Island. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, I know the what the one that started all, it all. I know what movie is going to end up on our list soon. Yep. Once we finally start getting some movies on and off the list again.
0: <laughs> yes, we need some traction. Yes. Uh, yeah, be like I I haven't seen the trailer yet. I'm um, looking forward to it because I loved. Zombie Island.
1: The first time the monsters were real.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's
1: like huh? Why did it take this long for that to be for y'all to figure out y'all could do that? Yeah. At least I went to the animation was good.
0: Yeah, true. And the animation in that movie, the original Zombie Island was fan freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, with this one, you know, obviously they they're going with more of the more modern styling. And that's cool. I'm just okay. Can you live up to that expectation of what the first one did? Because that because was only hope. Yeah, but like you be like, think about it. It's almost eighteen, nineteen years later mm-hmm. from the from the original. So obviously, be like, be like, yeah, you're the same character, some, possibly some of the same voice actors. At least but, we
1: didn't go back to the cyber chase.
0: Yes. <laughs> I've heard good and I've heard bad about that one.
1: Cyber Chase is one of those movies where I love to hate it and also hate to love it. Right. It's like this is a bad movie, but this is kind of a fun bad movie. Yeah. It's also Scooby Doo, so Yeah. And there's so there's lots of fan service so that doesn't necessarily need to be there and you can kind of figure out who the actual person behind everything is within the first minute,
0: but Or you just bring a... Uh, What is it? Ultimate Shaggy Instinct?
1: Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Hey, Ultra
0: Instinct Shaggy. You
1: need to watch your Dragon Ball Super. Yes. All and if you can't remember these terms.
0: I get the terms
1: backwards. <laughs> that's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, so re- running along that same line that with Senio Comic-Con, Full and Swing, apparently they've done a panel with Lupin the Third. The first, which is the first. Lupin the
1: third, the first.
0: Yeah, Lupin the third, the first. That it's makes no sense. It's yeah, whatever. yeah, I know, but it's what the title was. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's fully in Japanese. I don't understand it. It didn't give you subtitles at all. Well, I think it did. It may have. I
1: don't think that was released with Comic Con stuff. I think it just was timed that way.
0: No, it was. It's it was released during Comic Con.
1: By an English company at Comic Con. Uh, or by somebody else that happened to be at the same time.
0: That could be. I'm not sure. I, I'm just I saying.
1: If, if it was all completely in Japanese, it was probably not sold for. It was right. It was right not being sold to the American audience.
0: Possibly, but or it could have been just more like, "Hey, this is the project they are working on right True.
1: now." True. I, I haven't looked into it because I just hadn't had time. Yeah, but
0: it's be like well, if it, it's it's looping.
1: yeah. You'll understand why we are interested in this when we get around to Castle of Cagliostro. Yes. Sometime, hopefully, in the next six episodes. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, anyway.
1: Any other news before we head into our review?
0: Not that I know of.
1: Well, I guess and then at this point, we ought to move into our review of Big Hero 6. All
0: right, so let's suit up.
1: Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've actually done a Marvel property on the show, despite the fact we've had, what, four other superhero movies? At least. Yeah, because we had Incredibles, two different Batman movies.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's it. Is that it? Yeah. I thought it's like, three.
1: Okay, So it's only been three.
0: Yeah, it's only been three. Only been three, okay. It's so our fourth.
1: Unlike, since this is the first Marvel one, I do want to touch on a simple fact about the Marvel multiverse. Okay everything is in canon somehow some way in some universe okay more specifically big hero 6 specifically big hero 6 is in the disney marvel universe i do not remember the number unfortunately and it's not in my notes for whatever reason huh even though i know i brought it up at the last time but it is a well, it is its own universe mhm technically it's in the marvel multiverse which means it's technically also in canon with Earth 616, which is the main Marvel comic line. Earth nineteen ninety nine ninety nine, 99 which is the MCU. Yeah. Uh, the Ultimate Marvel Universe. I don't I think that's 1861. Something like that. Something to that effect. Uh the all the other two Spider-Man live action Spider-Man continuities. Yeah. And of course my favorite Spider-Man Supaidoman, <laughs> Of Japan, with his giant robot, Leopardon. It's amazing what that's actually technically in. The, mm-hmm. And technically, DC is in the Marvel Multiverse also.
0: Oh, yeah. Because, Amalgam.
1: Yeah, because of, of Amalgam Comics. So, unlike every other movie we've talked about up to this point, Big Hero 6 it was about, was not, well, it is based on comic books. Mm-hmm. What the comic books it's actually based on are very
0: small. Yes.
1: Uh, So small that uh, there's only like 12 issues of comics. All together. All together. Wow. Specific. So go over the differences right quick. Go for it. In the comics, it's about a guy by the name of Hiro Takachiho. Apologies if I've said that, mispronounced that. Uh, who is a genius level intellect who created Baymax. Hmm. Baymax is a water-powered synthetic shapeshifter who uses a battle dragon form and an action mecha form for combat.
0: Bear <laughs> Very- so in mind, this
1: is our big, giant, fluffy robot in this movie.
0: <laughs> yes. A little different. Just, just a little. Just, 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 just a bit.
1: It gets better. A honey lemon, whose real name is Aiko Miyazaki. Also a genius level inventor. Primary weapon is her power purse, which contains a series of miniature artificial inter-universe wormholes. Not chemicals that allow her to do crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, Gogo Tamago. Uh
0: huh.
1: Her real name was Leiko Tanaka.
0: Leiko Tanaka. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. She was a former criminal who was released from prison when she agreed to be the test pilot for the Gogo Tamago exosuit, which grants her superhuman speed and kinetic energy manipulation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wasabi no ginger? A, from what I could tell, had no name. No, no other name besides that. Yeah. Uh, he was actually a sushi chef. Okay. He But he was able to concentrate his ki power into energy pulses.
0: Oh, okay. He was Goku.
1: So Sounds <laughs> like it. Pretty much. And then Fred. <laughs> Unlike the Fred in the, in the movie, Mm-hmm. He was descended from the Ainu, which is the indigenous people of Japan. Okay. Japanese Indians. Yeah. And grew up in a secret shield base in Japan and can transform himself into a Godzilla-like creature, nicknamed (laughs) Fredzilla.
0: Oh, gosh. (laughs) That is too funny.
1: here's the other thing. That's not all the numbers... ...of Big Hero 6 in the comics. Right. That's just the members that were in this movie. Okay. You also had It was technically, when it was first released... ...the comic was called Sunfire and Big Hero 6. Sunfire was a mutant, a.k.a. part of the X-Men universe... Right. ...who was enhanced by Apocalypse, another Mm X-Men character... And he was a former member of the X-Men.
0: Then, go figure.
1: Also helping him with all this mess was Silver Samurai. If you've ever watched the, the movie The Wolverine... Rain. Mm-hmm. That's the villain of that that movie.
0: Yeah. So obviously F- they couldn't
1: use him either. No. <laughs> uh, he was a mutant, crane lord, and former HYDRA agent.
0: Oh, okay. That makes it interesting.
1: <laughs> yes. And this was the heroes of Japan in the in Earth six one six. Okay, so Sunfire and Big Hero Six went from September ninety eight to November ninety eight. They then appeared in Alpha Flight number seventeen, Volume two number seventeen, Thunderbolts number twenty five, Alpha Flight Volume three number nine, and then number twelve. Civil War Battle Damage Report number one, which was a tie-in to the Civil War events mm-hmm. that the Civil War movie is technically based on. Yes. And then uh, they got a second volume in 2008, which is where Wasabi and Fred were at, were added, but it did not it, it lasted there for six issues in 2009. Then they were in Heroic Age Heroes number one. Amazing Spider-Man, Ends of the Earth, number one. And then Amazing Spider-Man, number 685. And that is the t- entire comicsology
0: of Big Hero 6. Wow.
1: These were Z-level heroes.
0: Sounds like it.
1: So they were perfectly prime. For someone to come in and change everything and make a hit movie out
0: of. Right. And I think they did a pretty good job of that. Yeah, I think so. And also to bring up, be like, who these people, who, like, who created Big Hero 6.
1: Yes. Uh, if you've ever watched the show Ben 10, mm-hmm. same guys. Yep. Man of Action Actually, is the name of the group. I don't uh-huh. remember the, their actual names. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Do you know them? No, I do not. I'm, I am sorry. I've, I've met them before.
1: No, aren't you the connected person? <laughs>
0: well, the thing was, or was I was this at, like a convention. This is at a convention. Okay, this is at a convention. Uh, I went to a comic convention called uh Palooza in mm-hmm. Houston, and I saw them, like, oh, they've got you know men, men of action, or what is it? Men of action. Men of, action. Man yeah. of action. Man of action. Man of action.
1: Is singular. It is man of action. Yeah, Men
0: of Action. Yeah, man of Action. Which throws me off. Yeah, and they were doing a panel. Mm -hmm. They were doing a panel. They were talking about all the creations from Big Hero 6 to... um,
1: Alpha Flight was their other big one.
0: Yeah, Alpha Flight and... uh, What was it? Uh, Something Rex. I'm drawing a blank.
1: Generator Rex? Generator Rex. That was on Cartoon Network.
0: Yeah. Generator Rex. Along with Ben Ben 10. Ben 10. uh, 10, Which they they did a crossover with it. Of course. Yeah. So, they they were talking about how you know the creation the whole bit, and of course, they talk about uh, Big Hero Six. Be like, so what did you think about Ben? You know, uh, Big Hero Six, and they were like, uh, I said a lot of words I really can't say here, <laughs> and they really were not pleased <laughs> at all.
1: I'll admit, I understand.
0: Yeah, Not
1: that I think that Big Hero Six is a bad movie, but I understand what it's like. Or what it can be like when somebody messes with your work. Yeah. And admittedly, they kind of knew anything they made for Marvel. Marvel could do whatever they want with. And right. And then it got bought by Disney. So Disney got involved and yeah. so on and
0: so forth. History was made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what I think of Big Hero 6? It was a blast. It was a blast and a half. I watched it in theaters originally. And it's one of those movies that gives you a really good gut punch. Within the first twenty minutes of the film, mm-hmm. and it's it's a roller coaster of a movie of suspense and.
1: Uh, oh, sorry. I did just find the uh, place here in my notes that said where this is. Okay. The Mar- in the Marvel Multiverse, it is Earth one four one two three, and is officially called the Disney Marvel Universe. Okay. My apologies.
0: It's all good. I enjoyed this movie. I probably watch it every year, mm-hmm. like a lot of other films I do. Uh, it's one of those movies you can watch over and over again and just enjoy it every time. Um, has great characters, great story. The and we'll talk about this later on of how hero is basically going through you know the the different stages of grief, and he has you know every step he's kind of going through those, mm-hmm. and. It's just a really, incredibly well-done movie, even though it strays very far, we're talking very far, from its
1: It is only loosely based.
0: Yeah. Very loosely based.
1: And just as a bit of a thing, the last couple episodes, we've brought up oddly real-world things. Yes. (laughs) It's like, why on earth are we able to bring this up with this thing? Yeah. The setting for this movie mm-hmm. is San Francisco. Yo. <laughs> Obviously, a com- combination of Tokyo and San Francisco. Obviously. Yeah. Do you know how in the lore they actually came up with how this worked?
0: I don't remember. They like me.
1: So apparently, San Francisco got A bombed. Ah. At some point. Oh, okay. And the Japanese residents. Who were in San Francisco helped to rebuild it. Oh, okay. And of course, they rebuilt it in a more Asian style, right? And since that's why it's this weird combination, and and since essentially the entire city was rebuilt, they decided to honor the Japanese the, the Japanese residents who were there mm-hmm. by renaming the city to San Francisco to show the fusion of the two cultures. Yeah. That is the canon reason why that town exists.
0: Really? Okay. That that is fascinating because I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Cool. So yeah, I found a way to bring up the atomic bomb in
0: this
1: movie, <laughs> much like you brought up apartheid in Lion King, King. and I brought up suicide, <laughs> technically, in Batman, Return of the, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. Yes. What is wrong with
0: us? Ah, uh, you just you, you find you read kid- way too much into this. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently. So, what was your thought on the film? I love this film. Mm-hmm.
1: It hits, it simultaneously hits all my superhero buttons, mm-hmm. all my Disney buttons,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all my seven-year-old boy buttons. Yeah, because this is very much playing to me as a little, as, as a kid who was. Super looking forward to seeing Spider Man back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, X Men, all that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a part of me that gets excited every time we go see an MCU movie or a DC movie, for that matter. Yeah. This one also hit. Well, this one hit that in the superhero realm square in the face. It also hit me square in the square on target with the fact that this is a, this is very much a classic Disney movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It has just enough of both. Thoughts yeah. of, and ways of handling it that, honestly, it's not a movie I can just, I, I can ever not smile at right. when I'm watching. Right. It covers both of the bases.
0: Mm hmm. And it also comes up in a certain video game. you like,
1: I was going to be nice <laughs> and not say that, well, it is a level in Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the character, all the actors come back to reprise their roles. Baymax comes back. And it's the not not the Baymax that's at the end of the movie. No, the Baymax for most of the movie. He's comes back from that weird multiverse place they sent him to. He was technically evil for a bit. Yeah. Which was fun. Now there's two Baymaxes in the game when you go to that level.
0: Fine. Fine.
1: Um and he's actually a very tough boss battle, too, I might I must say. So yeah. Speaking of people who appeared in both the game and the movie, shall we go over our cast?
0: Yeah, let's go over our cast.
1: So, playing Baymax was Scott Adsit.
0: Okay. So what has Scott Adsit done?
1: I don't know, because I didn't write that in these notes from three from a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I got other peop- other peoples in here. I don't have anything for Scott Adsit. Okay. Literally, I have the also known for acronym, and then nothing. Okay. But I assume he's playing a major character for a good reason. He's got to have the acting chops, and I think he does. I just don't know what else he said.
0: Okay, cool. I was
1: hoping you knew. No, I don't. (laughs) Did you get any research on any of these? No, I didn't. Okay, so uh, I apologize then to Ryan Potter, who played Hero, because I don't have anything for him either. Yeah. We apologize.
0: It's all good.
1: I will do my best to throw some stuff in here after the fact when I've actually done research. There we go. In post-production, my apologies there. Scott adds it. Is while well, he did reprise Baymax in quite a many other positions, also played uh, Greg Hart in a show called Veep. He played Marlon Brando in a TV movie. Um, he played a character named Vinnie Geary in The Goldbergs and a couple other things, but nothing real, nothing that really stands out to me. On the other hand, get over here. Ryan Potter, along with uh, reprising his role as Hiro Hamada in a lot of other Big Hero Six-related productions, also played uh, Beast Boy in uh, Team Ty- in uh, the New Titans mo- show on uh, DC Universe. He played uh, a number of characters on something called Supa Ninjas on Nickelodeon. And apparently, he played Fred's best friend on Fred the Show in 2012. So yeah, back to you guys. I can't. Did actually have something for Tadashi.
0: Okay.
1: He was played by Daniel Henney. Okay. Who played Agent Zero in X Men Origins Wolverine? Okay. I don't know who. I think I don't remember exactly who Agent Zero was. So. Yeah. So playing Fred. Oh, Fred was. Uh, Reoccurring actor for this, T.J. Miller. Okay, who, as we brought up before, played rock in Ready Player One. Yes, he's Robbie Valentino in Gravity Falls.
0: Okay, you
1: know that's the guy who's trying to hit on. Uh,
0: oh the, yeah, that's right. What's
1: your name in the one episode? I know you've seen this. Yes, seen? But you have seen the the convenience store episode of Big of. Gravity Falls, not you? Not yet. Okay, then you haven't run into Robbie yet. Okay. But he's there. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he's, of course, Tough Nut in How to Train Your Dragon.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. That is right. You can hear it now. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, playing Go-Go Tamago was uh, Jamie Chung. Okay. She was uh, Valerie Vale in Gotham. Okay. And she's Mul- she played Mulan in Once Upon a Time.
0: Oh okay. Huh. Interesting. hmm
1: Uh Wasabi was played by Damon Wayans Jr. Of course. Of the Wayne's brothers. Yes. You could do the rest of your thing there. The rest of your research <laughs> based on that. Uh Honey Lemon was played by Genesis Rodriguez.
0: Genesis Rodriguez. Interesting
1: name, huh? Yes. She played Perfuma and Shera and the Princesses of Power.
0: Oh. Okay. She
1: ra not Shera. She-Ra.
0: She Ra, She Ra, She She
1: Ra. Um, Robert Callahan was played by James Cromwell. He also played Captain Stacy in Spider Man 3. Okay. That's the Tobey Maguire Spider Man.
0: Oh, okay. Third. I'm about to say, we like, yeah. there's a three? Oh, yeah, the bad one. <laughs>
1: he played Dr. Alfred Lanning in iRobot.
0: Robot. Okay. Oh yeah, this guy. Uh,
1: yeah. He played Dr. Zeph from Cochran in Star Trek First Contact. Ah, okay. And he played Farmer Hoggett in Babe. Of course. That's the role I remember I first that's, that's kind of what, run
0: for, into. For any kid of the 90s, of yeah, course, that's where you Babe. were gonna yeah. he, he played in Babe.
1: Exactly. Uh Alistair Cray was played by Alan Tudik. Of course. <laughs> He is known as playing uh, Iago in the Aladdin that just came out.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm.
1: He is uh, knows More in Ralph Breaks the Internet. The, the search engine? Yeah. Uh, he is K2SO in Rogue One.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: He was King Candy in Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph, uh-huh. Which also means he's Turbo. Yes. And he played Wash in Firefly.
0: Of course. And... Alan Tunick has basically become a staple in Disney movies now.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty much, I, I'm surprised he's not just on salary at this point.
0: I'm not surprised. Uh, Aunt he played, Cass, yeah, he played a chicken.
1: Yes, <laughs> he went to Juilliard to play a chicken, chicken.
0: and Lawmore's College. <laughs>
1: yes, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Aunt Cass was played by Maya Rudolph. Uh huh. I had a hard time finding stuff for her, but the big thing. That I knew we had seen recently.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Well, she played the. She, in the live action segments of the Lego movie part two, the second part. Okay. She played the mom.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay.
1: And last, and most definitely not least. Yes. Fred's dad. Oh. Was played by Stan Lee. Lee. Who is also known for cameos in Marvels and and cameos and, and, cameos and, and cam- more cameos. cameos? So I think we talked about this when we recorded this episode the first time. What's your favorite Stanley cameo?
0: Oh gosh, it's probably a toss up between his cameo in the original Fantastic Four movie, mm-hmm. where he plays the oh, the to... uh, dormant Yes. He uh he plays a doorman for the Baxter Building, mm-hmm. which apparently be like he wanted just more and more lines, so he just kept making things up. Yeah, and it's a perfect role. And then you have his role in um, I believe it was Civil War when he, when he's uh um, he's he's the delivery guy. It's like it's like yeah, I've got a del- I've got a delivery for um Tony Stink. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Now, Grant Beale, he's done a lot of really great roles, mm-hmm. but I think those two took the cake. Yes,
1: I would also throw in there. I think it's Amazing Spider-Man one where oh he's yeah he's in he, the he, library listening to the music.
0: Yeah, while well, the fight's going, going on, on behind, the behind him. him, that was great.
1: There's that one, and then there's another good one in um, uh, uh, oh, in Thor uh, Ragnarok.
0: Oh, yeah, he's the, he's the, the barber. He <laughs> Thor's hair. Yeah. Please,
1: uh, you cannot cut the hair of the mighty Thor. Thor. Just stand still. Please, sir, don't cut my hair. <laughs> but I have to add this one other little thing. At some point, somebody asked Stanley why, what advice he would give to DC since the DC movies weren't performing as well. Yeah. What advice he would give? He said, Well, obviously, what do they need to do is just cast me in, in, as a cameo. And everything would just go, <laughs> home to the door. I mean, Look how well this other stuff with me as a cameo. All you gotta do is just put me in there. <laughs> well, to test him on this, Teen Titans goes to the movie Oh, yes, I remember As Stanley cameo. cameo. And if you go back into our um, Facebook group, Aways, I think, at this point. You will find a video clip I put in there From YouTube that shows this cameo You should go back and watch it Yeah,
0: go look it up It is it's hilarious it's like,
1: it's, like, it's, like, it's like Hey, I'm Stan Lee I just make these cameos Someone runs this What do you mean this is a DC movie I'm not supposed to be here <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, Marvel.
1: <laughs> Something, no, he doesn't, can't legally say Marvel on yeah, a DC production. That is true. That,
0: that was, sorry, yeah. Sorry, true believers. <laughs> yes, anyway.
1: So, uh, unfortunately, of course, Stan Lee has since passed.
0: Yes. But his legacy will live on.
1: <laughs> yes. I did see someone suggested that from now on, there should be a missing poster somewhere hidden somewhere in every Marvel movie so that there would still be Stan Lee cameos.
0: Oh, just like a poster in the background?
1: Yeah, just a poster in the background. They said a missing poster. Really, uh. Any poster of yeah. Stan Lee would work. Yeah. There's got to be hundreds of pictures of him out there. Oh, I agree. Just because we don't get any lines from him anymore doesn't mean they shouldn't still do keep that going. Yeah, But true. since we have watched Spider-Man Far From Home and we know nothing in of him appears in that, I mm. guess that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. That was such a good movie. It was a very such good, movie. A good movie.
0: Anyways... Let's get back to your animated movie. Yes,
1: let's get back to the animated movie. The bot fight. Let's look at that first bot fight.
0: Okay, yeah. Let's talk about the bot fight.
1: So, yeah, growing up, I did watch a lot of Robot Wars. Oh, okay. So, watching robots fight is nothing new to me, but this right. is a lot better than any other. Yeah,
0: just a bit. <laughs> it, I, it, yeah, it, it does give you that kind of surprise that... Be like, oh, you're in this back alleyway. Be mm-hmm. like, it'd be like, you literally get this camera zoom, fly through the city to the, the shady underground, you know, background, you know, back alley stuff of this bot fight. And, uh, be like, just epic fight. You think it's a enormous, like, you know, mech fight. And it's like, yeah. oh, they're tiny little boar bots. Yeah. And, uh, and then you get, be, they're get
1: apparently illegal.
0: yeah, apparently they're illegal. Like, it's not illegal to own a bot. But, but it's in,
1: apparently illegal to fight them, so it's chicken fights.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Or dog fights. Yeah. But, and then we, then we get our introduced hero, and his his little little bot, and he very quickly loses his first match. And we're like, oh, can I try it again? And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, because
1: he's being a hustler. Oh, yeah. He is literally like, well, I'll make you... Give me all your money by losing first, but then kicking your ever-loving tail to the curb when <laughs> I turn from happy mode to angry mode. mode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes that 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 whole sw- that whole switch was like, okay, attack and just like shup, brrr, just the symbols yeah. his bot, which is hilarious. Especially since the bot had been technically
1: disassembled. Yes, <laughs> except all three places that bot could work by themselves. Yeah, independently. Yeah, which is what eventually will lead into his Microbot.
0: Yes, yeah, that is leading the Microbot. Uh, now, to grant, to give, you know, kind of a, Hero is like, what is he, 15, 14 years old?
1: He's young, he's like 12, he's like 13 or 14, he's, He's young for college, no matter how you cut it, but it's because he's a genius, like, Yeah, like everybody a gen- else at that school.
0: Yeah, he he basically graduated from high school when he was four, when he was like 13. Mm-hmm. Thirteen, now fourteen, and be like, he's basically like, and I don't most, do my life.
1: Well, he can't. I mean, there's only I mean, most colleges are not going to accept him at that age. Yeah, I think was the deal. So he's stuck bored doing nothing until later on in the movie where he gets. I have got to go to this college, if, and they'll, uh, they'll accept me no matter what my age is.
0: Yeah, literally, they he do say that. Yeah, he he literally, it's you know, tricked into going to this, yes. you know, the the, going the, going nerd, to the nerd school, school. <laughs> getting your nerd school. It's like, oh, I'll I'll, I'll bring you to the flight bot, the 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 fight, and it's like, oh, okay. And they it's like,
1: oh, I gotta pick this thing up in my school.
0: It's like we gotta like, go to your nerd school. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: sh- and there they meet you know Tamago with her uh Go Go. Mm. Yeah, go go with her uh, roller skate. It's not roller skate at this point. It's a motorcycle. It's a motorcycle that has a, a friction. Her frictionless motorcycle. Uh huh. Wasabi with his laser beams that can cut anything.
0: Yes. Honey uh, lemon. Honey
1: lemon with her weird chemicals that does stuff. Yes. And of course, Fred is just sitting there in a mascot costume. Dude, that is a yeah big, big lizard. <laughs> I'm not, it's not at this point. He's just. I think it's a fish. And then the beginning. He's not, yeah, it is, it is the not a whole sh- Fredzilla thing until yeah. later. Yeah. But, uh, and then he goes and shows him Baymax. Yeah. And I think as much as he was blown away by, his, by Tadashi's friends. Yeah. It was Baymax that sent him over the edge. Yeah. Because that's what impressed him most. And then.
0: Meeting Callahan.
1: Meeting Callahan. like, okay, I want to go here. Yeah. If they'll let me in, yes. And of course, he gets into the program by. Because all he had to do was do something very impressive. Yeah. And he does. He creates microbots.
0: Robots, which can which do. Which are essentially
1: which... His, his droid robot, his little fighting robot. Wow. Each one of those units scaled down really small. Mm hmm. And they're able to work together and they're connected together with what? A psychic link on his headband? Yeah, a headband. So it him to yeah. Somehow control all of them, which. Uh, that sounds very Doctor Ock Doc Oc to me. A little so bit. you to be a little careful with that. You don't want to go crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: At least not till you put on your Kabuki mask.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see the parallels there. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just like he, be like he, you know, he's, you know, he wins the competition. We meet our other character who we are automatically suspicious of. Yeah, We're Alistair like, Cray. Um, Alistair Cray, be like, Who's oh. Who
1: they're they're setting up to be, okay, yeah, this is your Norman Osborne
0: character. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah.
1: Or actually, let's be more accurate. This is your uh, your Bill Gates. Not your Bill Gates. Your uh, Steve Jobs or uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Elon Musk? Is that his name? Elon Musk. And Elon Musk. Is your Elon Musk, he's obviously... Really? He's Iron Man. You want to get right down to it. He's a Tony Stark character through and through versus, you know, your kindly scientist that yeah. Doesn't want to he he wants he's purely in pursuit of science for science's sake. He doesn't really care for profit versus the guy who's obviously gonna for profit because yeah. he's got a business.
0: Yeah. In which we are all led to believe that. We're, he does have a business. Well, yeah. Be like, I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying well, that, but I'm, I'm saying that we it, we are. And it's
1: very easy not to go ahead. Not to uh, jump in on you. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But uh, it's very easy for us to think, okay, the guy who's if, obviously the guy who's just in it to make money is obviously the bad guy, right? He's going against the ideals. Yeah. No, he just made a mistake that you know technically took the daughter of the kindly scientist. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why they're angry at each other. Yeah. Or one's angry with the other. The other one's like, man, I'm sorry. I didn't... Please forgive me. I don't... You know, that's... Cray is definitely the one to be sympathetic for, even though you don't realize that yeah, until, until, it, until, until later, later
0: on in the film. Yeah. But, it's just... And then we get obviously the fire. We get the fire. We yes. And the... Tadashi
1: gets killed. Yeah. Because he's runs in there to save
0: Callahan uh, Callahan.
1: And as soon as he goes in, it explodes the building explodes. Yeah. So he's dead. Now Hero is having to deal with the loss of his brother. Yeah. The closest thing he has to a blood parent.
0: Yeah, because both of his parents died before you know. Right, and they're living with, with very their with, with their aunt. Yeah, Aunt Cass.
1: And Aunt Cass bless her heart. She tries, but she's not there.
0: Yeah, she, she, she's not, not exactly a motherly figure, but she's trying her best.
1: She's definitely the cool aunt.
0: Yeah, she's definitely the cool problem aunt. problem
1: is, she's got to be their mother and father. Yeah, and she's not really doing either one of those.
0: Yeah, not, not a. She's not doing a, not the greatest job in the world, but she's not completely utterly failing at the job either. Right. So she's got kind of like a happy middle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She she's doing the job the best to her ability.
1: Then there's the cat.
0: Oh gosh.
1: We'll get back to the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming it's a cat.
0: Yeah, it's a cat.
1: You don't think it's a flurkin?
0: I would hope it's not a flurkin.
1: <laughs> How do we know? <laughs> moving on yeah anyways
0: uh, uh, and so yeah, technically any of them could be a Cree. uh yeah that's true <laughs> certain film that came out sorry, earlier sorry sorry sorry
1: sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's marvel i have to connect it all in my head yeah so big hero six yeah
0: big hero six <laughs> they're not Cree. that we know that we know of <laughs>
1: retcons are a thing.
0: Yeah, true. (laughs) I doubt they're
1: going to retcon any of this. Because I don't know how much they'll technically pull in because there's always a chance they would need to sell Marvel to somebody else and they still want to keep a hold of all the Big Hero 6 stuff for Disney. Mm -hmm. But, anyway.
0: Yeah. Little tangent. Just a little bit.
1: It's just a spaghettification of rights issues that were already spaghettified before they joined. So... (laughs) Alright. Thank Let's... you, comic books. Yes. <laughs> for causing legal issues the world over.
0: Uh, so, this movie basically takes after Tadashi's death, we have Hiro basically dealing with his emotions, dealing mm-hmm. with uh, Baymax basically being the, the kind of the anchor point of how, you know, Hiro is dealing with this. He's dealing with the death of his brother and learning to, you know, cope with it. Mm-hmm. And just cuz we when we first meet Baymax oh he's nice fluffy he's just yeah. he's the he's this the, cool
1: thing that was made but he's not really a character at the beginning of the
0: movie yeah exactly and so he is basically the the way in which Hiro goes through the grief process mm-hmm. uh be like oh be like I'm in denial I'm yeah. in denial of this be like no be like he's saying no, she's not he's not gone as long as he's still with us and, and
1: I don't care how many times people say that. That doesn't make it easier. No, it doesn't. Anytime you deal with that kind of loss.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I'd be like, you know, i have be like, I, I think of one one point or another, we have lost loved ones. We've mm-hmm. lost grandparents or, you know, someone we held dear in our lives. And so we know what it means. Or we had something happen in our own personal life. It wasn't a loss, but it was a, a heartbreak. Uh a heartbreak or something that uh, like, you know, I had something last year happen and I was devastated. I was devastated. It it literally shattered my world for several months. Uh And so it, it, you know, I literally had to go through that grief process of be like, not, not deny it, be like, you would deny it, but then you would accept it. You get angry about it. And then you go through the entire stage and that's what, Hero goes through. Mm-hmm. He goes through every stinking, every, what is it, five or seven?
1: Five.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's. Still, I don't remember them
1: all, but it's like yeah. uh, anger, uh, bargaining. This is not in order. Yeah. Uh, denial. Denial's first.
0: Yeah, denial.
1: Denial, anger, bargaining. I can't think of number four, but the last one is acceptance. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah, just the 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 journey in which hero and Baymax go through mm-hmm. is so symbolic of you know someone you know going through grief and learning to you know learning to live again, learning yeah. to live again, and the way he learns to live again is to become a hero. Essentially, yeah, it's 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 learning that now you had that responsibility, like uh peter, you know peter parker spider-man with you know great power comes great responsibility mm-hmm. and that is kind of that's hero's kind of thing be like he has this like now he has that responsibility well obviously he takes it in the wrong direction yeah he takes it he takes it in the wrong direction very similar to you know everyone's favorite you know neighborhood spider-man be like, he takes the responsibility of be like, oh, I have this power, so I'm not going to, I'm going to try to grandize myself with it. And it winds up ultimately getting his uncle killed. Mm-hmm. And so... Well, in
1: this instance, it nearly gets all his friends killed.
0: Yeah. But then he's, be like, in that he realizes his error, mm-hmm. he realizes that Judashi is still there with him. Yeah. Then... Be like it's the same way with, you know, those those uh those those people that have gone on before us mm-hmm. that they are still here with us in spirit and memory, uh, even though they're not physically here with us, kinda like in our last episode of doing the Lion King, mm-hmm. that Muf uh not Mufasa, but Simba was so grief stricken that that he be like, Oh, he had made this error. Mm -hmm. Even though it really wasn't his fault. Yeah. But. That he had forgotten what his father had told him. Be like, I will always be with you. Mm -hmm. Be like, just remember. And that's the same thing with Tudashi and Hiro. Be like, Tudashi really hasn't left. He's no longer physically there, but he is in a sense spiritually still there. Mm -hmm. Through Baymax and through their connection. And Baymax kind of just becomes a, like a big brother substitute mm-hmm. to Dadashi. And it's, it's a gripping story of how, you know, there again, you know, we have this character going through the grief, grief cycle. Yeah. cycle. And it's so touching. It's so touching yeah. because you break For it. what
1: is essentially a comedy
0: yeah, literally.
1: I mean, you can't tell that from what any of what we've brought up. But <laughs> no. It is him dealing with this grief of getting over the loss of his brother. Yes. There's nothing that will bring him back, mm-hmm. as far as we know.
0: It is based off of a comic after it's all. It's based
1: off from of Marvel Comics, where the rule is, unless your name is Gwen Stacy or Uncle Ben, you can come back at any time. Yeah, But... At the same time, I don't want them to bring Tadashi back. Right. Even as clone, which, boy, that would get awkward. Yeah. But, I mean, it could technically be possible, but let's not. Yeah. Um, no touching. Yes. I want to kind of go over some of the other characters. While Hiro is the center of the story. Right. We have an amazing cast of characters to work with here.
0: Because
1: it's Agreed. not called Hero. Yeah. It's called Big Hero, Hero 6. six. Uh-huh. So there's five other people we got to talk about. Uh-huh. Although we have talked about Baymax, which is one of those five. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into uh, the biggest kick butt person on the team. Go, go.
0: Ah, go, go. <laughs>
1: you know she means business when she takes her gum out and uh, sticks it on uh, the uh, vehicle she's about to drive like
0: crazy. Or in this case, sticks to do her helmet. <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> in that instance, I also, you gotta remember at the beginning when they're trying to run away from. Uh, oh, honestly, yes! <laughs> she does the honest part when it's like when Wasabi's like, we've got. Uh, you have to. Uh, you, you have to signal which way you turn. Oh, that's the law! Uh, <laughs> oh, forget this. Takes the gum out, sticks it on it, pushes them out of the way, and she calls Heine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that Trying is do a my
1: best not to pass.
0: Yeah, that is that is a great scene. Yes. Oh my gosh. The, the technical like driving she's special, able to do.
1: Well at the same time before that with this when the same driving, and he comes to a, a stop, stop sign and it's like, What are you doing? It's like it's a stop one, that's stop there's no stopping in a chase.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. yes. And her uh, her her one line that she always uses be like "woman up." Yeah, and okay. like okay,
1: that works if you're talking to yourself or to Honey Lemon. Yeah, everyone else in this movie is a guy. Yeah, and you're telling them to woman up.
0: That's odd. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's 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 basically. It's I guess just, if you're yeah. a
1: strong a female who don't need no man. Yeah, except your friends.
0: Right. That yeah,
1: that's different.
0: And you know, kind of go on that same line that that you would think the the kind of like the motherly figure would be Honey Lemon, but no, it's Gogo. Yeah, re- really, yeah. Yeah, because Gogo be like she'd be like Honey when Lemon tries. Yeah, she tries. Yeah, but so
1: she's too flower child.
0: It's too just bouncy all the time.
1: Yeah, to really be able to pull that off, Gogo. While we don't see much of her background in this movie yeah has obviously seen some stuff yeah I mean let's face it the character she's based off of in the comics was a criminal yeah who has essentially turned her life around yeah or trying to turn her life around right so I can see how that fits
0: yeah and it, it would be kind of the the same way that be like maybe Gogo kind of understands how why hero Hito or Hero is doing this yeah and be like, is being very sympathetic, not sympathetic and be like, you know, giving him a license for it. But it's like, Hey, I understand that. Be like, Hey, you're going through this pain. Be like, she's possibly gone through a loss. And, yeah. And so it's, you know, giving him comfort. She's, she's mm-hmm. the first one to give him comfort.
1: Because she's gone through the, the, uh, roughest life of, of probably the entire group. Honestly.
0: Possibly. Possibly. Now, granted, we're only hyper speculating, you know, We're only speculating because
1: nothing in the movie goes into any of their backgrounds other than they're all going to this nerd school. Yeah. But...
0: Except how they got their nicknames. Is that... Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: Speaking of Honey Lemon, since we did bring her up, Mm -hmm. the flower child slash hipster slash
0: the lady with the purse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Honey Lemon she she's these this bubbling, you know, yeah, enthusiasm about everything. Like she gets excited about cobalt. <laughs> of and uh, I be like she she she's the nerdy side who just mm-hmm. nerds about it, about everything that's, you know, explosive.
1: From what I read of her character in the comic, yeah. She was nowhere near that nerdy. Oh, okay. But none of the characters really were.
0: Right. She was
1: a genius to say uh, but, because she did create that power person in the first place. Yeah. But, uh, she was very much the, uh, a mix of the, uh, California girl slash. Valley girl. Va- va- yeah, valley girl, that's what I'm trying to mean, slash, uh, like an intelligent valley girl. Really yeah. get right down to it. I gotcha. Yeah, if that's not a scary thought.
0: Yeah. Intelligent valley. girl. girl. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But she be like, yeah, she comes across as a little more of a valley girl, but she doesn't talk like a valley well, girl.
1: Well, in this movie, she's they went more for the uh
0: comedy Portland
1: movie. Portland style uh hipster top character.
0: Yeah, a little bit. A little bit there. But yeah, be like Honey Lemon's an amazing character. That be like yeah, there again, you don't really know a whole lot about her, but you Other don't really. She's the
1: only one who pronounces Hiro's name as with its Japanese pronunciation. Yeah, Hiro, you know. mm. Hiro. But
0: <laughs> I need a Hiro. I guess she's
1: worried about <laughs> cultural appropriation. Possibly, at you the never same time, know. He doesn't pronounce it that way. Why nope. are you?
0: Yeah, no one else does. Yes. It's like, okay, okay. Fine. <laughs> so then we have Wasabi.
1: Wasabi no ginger. <laughs> Named that way because he dropped Wasabi on himself. One, one time. time! Uh, The only character who was in the comic, you know, he was Asian. Yeah. They're all Asian. Yeah. he right down to it. He's the only one they really is like. Well, we need somebody, a different color than white or Asian. Yeah. So we'll make him black. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of the, the goofball. Not really the goofball, because he's. I don't know how to explain how he's. He,
0: he's, o- he's very he's, OCD. He's
1: OCD. He's got a very particular way of doing things.
0: Yes. Yeah. And. He's, he's very methodical yeah. about everything he does.
1: And he's also very practical. Yes. The what, the scene that ties him up in a nutshell mm-hmm. is when they land on the island. Says, "Oh look, where uh, y'all not see the word sign that says quarantine? Mm. <laughs> you know what that means? There's like some deadly virus on this place or something. Oh look, that one's got a skull and oh crossbones. <laughs> look, a skull.
0: Yes, oh gosh, yes, it does. He,
1: he, no one else cares.
0: It's like, oh, so we're on a mission." Much
1: certain we're on a mission more than likely this is just to ward people off from seeing stuff out like supposed to. there's nothing here that's going to kill us right except the weird man in a kabuki mask <laughs> <laughs> who's stolen the microbots yes um that like I said that scene fits Wasabi to its
0: right I agree I completely agree he's the be like there again going back to the chase scene where mm-hmm. he has to follow the rules yeah be like he has to drive so
1: correctly, he's apparently fine with speeding because yeah. he's never not speeding. Yeah, he's, he's still still driving speed. fast. Yeah, he just comes to a stop at a red light. Yeah, signals when he gets ready to turn.
0: <laughs> you have to indicate your turn. <laughs> it's part of the rules. What the car?
1: Yeah, because we can't all fit on my zero G motorcycle.
0: <laughs> no, just we. And told. no one
1: bothered to tell. Fred's not bothered to. Who he actually is yet?
0: No, he's not. to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Speak Fred, Fred. Speaking of Fred.
1: <laughs> him being Stanley's kid does make him considerably rich.
0: Yeah. Well, i be like he's a ki- He's a the child of a character who is based after Stanley. True. Who apper-
1: fortunately, that character did not appear in Kingdom Hearts three. But oh well. Yeah. Not even a picture, but then we never go to his uh, Fred's house anyway, so.
0: Yeah. Well, the kind of, you know, set up for Fred, because Fred is more when, you know, if you've seen the movie, you haven't. Fred's a stoner. Literally. You get right and down to do He's it. the
1: guy you expect to actually be homeless. Yeah. He should have no way of standing up whatsoever. He's looks like he should be destitute. He's like, well, I got this place we can go. And they walk to the rich side of town, yes. freezing to death. Yeah, and they're looking. I was like, "What are you doing?" Just, this... "Oh, guys, this is where I live. This is Casa de Fred. This is my bro Heathcliff. How's it going, mm-hmm. Heathcliff?" This thump. It's uh, fist uh, fist like, what is going on?
0: Yeah, because even at one point, I think it's uh, GoGo supposed to be like, "Yeah, I thought you lived under a bridge." Yeah. So be like, yeah, that comes out of nowhere, and basically, hold on, yeah. Fred is us. He's, yes. he's, he's... He's
1: really the regular guy. He's an, he's a normal person. Yeah. Just happens to be rich.
0: And be rich, and he's the, the nerdiest nerd, because how he... Mm-hmm. He's the geek. He's the geek. He's Here the geek. Another, the
1: others are nerds. He's the geek.
0: Yeah. Because he'd be like, the way he solves what, what's really going on is through comic books. Mm-hmm. And just how he be like, oh, he points to this issue and this issue and this issue, and this I. This is our origin story. Yes, we're
1: gonna be heroes.
0: <laughs> oh, it's to to bring up that that scene where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, the origin story, and he's in his his uh his Fred cave. There are so many little Easter eggs throughout that entire room. Yes, which. Is probably too many to name. We'd probably be sitting here for forty minutes talking about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm looking for something. Go for it. I'm not finding it. Ah, everything here is Baymax jokes, so never mind. <laughs> I was hoping I was gonna find the. uh Oh, he says, I, I can't find the quote I'm looking for. Fred says at one point, "Can you feel it, you guys? Do you feel this? Our origin story begins. We're gonna be superheroes." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there again Fred is he's a personification of us or the the nerds in the crowd that's mm-hmm. be like we want to be superheroes or we dreamt of being superheroes we were a kid yeah and so he's getting his dream fulfilled
1: yeah
0: through be like oh we got you sound this babuki mask guy
1: <laughs> yes Who's stolen our friends tiny robots that's,
0: yes <laughs> So yeah, he's
1: going to take over the world somehow. Yeah, no, he's not going to take over the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, but also we 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 to leave at a note where to, hold on, where's that? Now we can't forget a certain arrangement that Fred does when it comes to you know a certain apparel. I like, I'd be like, I wear my underwear oh. in the front. I, mean, I, I flip it around. I mean, I've got the quote. Here. Go for it. I
1: have the quote. Give me a second. Uh, ah. I wear them front. I wear them back. I go inside out. Then I go front and back. And apparently, so does Stanley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> for those of you who actually did stay to our teaser for this week's episode last week, that is the quote. The, the, the teaser right? the clip I used.
0: Oh, excellent. Good deal. Um, that was, that, oh my gosh, that was a great, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, in-credit scene. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Seeing it in theaters was but like, at the same oh time, my when gosh! When
1: you first hear Fred say that, I, uh-huh. a line wasabi says, comes to mind. Mm-hmm. My brain hates my eyes
0: for seeing this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I threw up a little bit of my mouth. <laughs> But, but
1: then we've got Baymax. We've really talked around. I haven't actually talked yeah, we about have. yet. He is a robot.
0: Yes. Who,
1: based on his programming, is just trying to heal
0: Hero. Yeah. He, but he's a,
1: nothing physically is actually wrong with him.
0: Minus he's, puberty.
1: Minus puberty, which he does <laughs> say. And so Baymax's entire reasoning for... Doing anything he does in this movie, yeah, is to try and help to heal Kido. hero. So,
0: and um... you kind of go into the you know kind of the backstory of you know how they created Baymax is one of the cool things when we watch the extra features.
1: Yeah,
0: is they talk about how they you know be like, how do you make this character walk? And of course, they come with the most perfect solution. It's a toddler in a diaper. Pretty much. Waddling. No, it's a full diaper. Yeah. Waddling. Waddling. Yeah. Just like how he behaves and everything. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a little baby. But, you know, is a very intelligent, you know. Yes. Doctor. You know, doctor robot.
1: the The reason they designed him as a soft, huggable robot.
0: Yes, yes.
1: That is actually based on real-world robots that they are working on.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: To uh, essentially, I think it's, it, it, I think it's in the medical field where mm-hmm. they, where this is going to be, but it's yeah. not to the extent we're seeing it here. Mm-hmm. But it's really to help care for kids. Yeah. And such, I think it was the idea, and so that's why they went with this more inflatable, more huggable yeah. design <laughs> for for Baymax instead of. What we saw in the comics, yeah, which was a well, odd job when you want to get right down to it in his regular form, mm-hmm. a dragon essentially in his dragon form, <laughs> the shape shifting thing, which was a cool concept. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong; it's obviously a prelude to Ben Ten, uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah, in their thought process. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's. What it comes down to, yeah,
0: basically Baymax in a nutshell.
1: Yes, but let's face it: while he's going along with what Hero is saying, for the most part, Baymax doesn't really know what to do because this, none of this, none of this it was none of this in is program. In his program. Exactly. So at one point, Baymax brings up what I think, from a logical point of view, is a good question. Okay, he says, "How does flying help with?" Uh, Help with your depression or whatever your uh-huh. grief, yeah, something like this. And I failed to under I failed to comprehend how uh, this uh, flying will be able to help your griefs. And hero says, "I fail I failed to see how you failed to see how it would not be awesome, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and it's immediately after when they do all that and going and they s- land after their big flag. Yes, on the San Francisco. Bridge, Golden Gate, Japanese Bridge,
0: yeah.
1: And Baymax does a quick scan of Hero and sees that Hero is feeling much better. Yeah. Says, "Huh, I see the treatment is working."
0: King. <laughs> oh. So was
1: like, okay, I, I'm following what's going on here. Yeah. But then we get to. I mean, obviously he's programming to do the kung fu so he can stop. Uh, I mean, he had been programmed to learn some kung fu. He did yeah. all these things that make this kill program.
0: Yeah,
1: so that he can find the um when they find Kabuki Tabuki
0: Ma- Tabuki mask,
1: Kabuki mask, they'll be able to survive. Yeah, otherwise. because for the most part, hero really shouldn't probably be able to fight. He's kind of a liability. Yeah, he's he's if we're being honest. Yeah,
0: he's he's too far invested into it.
1: He's too far invested into it. And he also what is he actually at in the at the fight to do
0: yeah yeah what yeah, what what, what, uh, what is his end goal you, well
1: no, I mean when you look at the, tactically, yeah, wasabi has these big giant weapons he can use to slice stuff up, yeah uh go can very quickly get up and get up on the person attack and then come back mm-hmm. uh I Annie know lemon's that. got her balls in her power purse yeah she can throw and cause cool stuff to happen Fred, for crying out loud his costume allows him to breathe fire
0: and jump really high jump
1: really high and baymax is doing kung fu yeah along with having a rocket punch which is awesome (laughs) right we never see hero do really anything but command baymax yeah what is he there for physically it's just a, it's just a question. Yeah, well, from it's, a technical point of view, yeah, the it's, boy it's, does nothing.
0: Yeah, I agree. He really be like be like, oh, I just build the tech. He's 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 like Tony Stark. He just builds the tech.
1: Yeah, but the difference is Tony Stark actually can use his tech to fight.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: We never see hero really do anything but try to, but uh, turn Baymax evil for a quick second when he yeah. overrides his programming, which then Baymax finds a way to where. Yeah, I'm not going to let you do that anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, it kind of shows him the error of his ways, right? And but
1: at the same time, from a tactical point of view, he's not really—he's the guy that's there that shouldn't be there.
0: Yeah, oh, I the agree. Only,
1: the best thing he could do when he's there is it gives him at least maybe he can—it's easier for him to come up with tactics when he's right. up there or something. But for the most part, he should be the guy in the van. Yeah. Or what is it? Um. In Spider-Man Homecoming, what Ned first himself as? The guy in the chair.
0: Yeah, the guy in the chair. He should be the guy Guy in in the the chair. chair. Yeah. That's
1: what Tadashi... Tadashi, that's what uh, a hero really ought to be. But he's out there in the midst of it.
0: Yeah. Well, at the same time, you can look at the more of the emotional side of why hero is really there. I wonder
1: why he's there from an emotional standpoint. That wasn't my point. Yeah. But... Anyway, yeah.
0: I I completely understand your point. Completely understand. And to go from more of the emotional standpoint where Hero Hero his real intention is. Mm-hmm. His real intention is be like it may not be be like it's it was his whole intention to destroy whoever this was, because he yes. wanted revenge.
1: He wanted whoever stole his microbots, because more than likely whoever stole his microbots also killed Tadashi. Yeah. What nobody saw coming Mm -hmm. was that Kabuki Man was Callahan.
0: Yeah. That was that was a nice reveal. It's
1: like, oh, it's not Cray. Okay, what's going on? You movie you're gonna have to explain yourself. Yeah. And the movie does a very good job of explaining itself how Callahan's daughter was working for Cray. Mm-hmm. They had come up with this tele- Stargate-style teleporter mm-hmm. that allowed them to go, but during the testing, something happened. She got stuck in the middle of the teleporter sequence mm-hmm. when one of the portals exploded, and now...
0: She's trapped. Anyone,
1: she's trapped there, but they don't know that. As far as they know, she's dead. Because mm-hmm. she's been there for, I'm assuming, a couple years by the time this movie starts. Mm-hmm. So... They have no way of knowing that she's alive.
0: Yeah, and Callahan is Cal-
1: Callahan never really got over. No, he the didn't. The loss of his daughter. Yeah, which is the difference between him and Hero. Yeah, Cray just was in a bad spot. Yeah, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was the victim of this whole thing. Yeah, more than anybody else
0: was. Yeah, he obviously just he made uh he made a judgment call and it was mm-hmm. the wrong one. Because he's one to impress his general. Yeah.
1: Be like, Honestly, oh, the tech will work. It's it's an understandable judgment call that he yeah. makes, even though yes. it was the wrong one.
0: Right. But there again... Then, yeah. But there again, be like, what... Callahan... Not Callahan, but... Um, Cray. Yeah, Cray. What Cray did, he set in motion... What would possibly his downfall of, be like... Callahan. Mm-hmm. What drove Callahan was revenge. Yes. It was it was the same thing that drove Hero, but Hero learned from that. He mm-hmm. learned that be like it's not revenge. It's not revenge. Revenge
1: like, will not bring the person back. back. Except in a way it did in Callahan's case. Yes, it did. Because she happened to still be out there and Baymax happened to be able to spot her on his upgraded scanner. Yeah. And they had to go save her. Yeah. But in the process, they got there was damage that was caused and Baymax had to essentially
0: Sacrifice, sacrifice himself. Sacrifice himself. Yeah.
1: Now I have a problem with the sacrifice scene from a logistical point of view. Yeah. He takes the chip out of his thing, but we never see him do it. Yeah somehow gets it to his rocket arm, rocket fist. Yeah. For it to somehow be held there until once hero gets the rocket fist back to Tadashi's lab. Yeah. He had the, that only at that point do the limbs retract enough that you can see it's there. A, how did, how did his program sort of work correctly after he took his. Essentially, his brain
0: out. Yeah, he's right programming, now, out. His programming yeah.
1: out. Yeah, how did that? How did that work? B. How did we not? There was no time in any of that sequence for us to for him to do that.
0: Yeah, at all. Well, the the only thing I could think of, it would have to be that somehow his fist still is connected to you know that it would have the, to be
1: transferred internally. Yeah, somehow. How. But then. The fist was not part of his original thing. That was something that Hero made yeah. so he could stand up to any to to the villains. There would be no reason for uh, Tadashi, Tadashi for Hero. Hero to have a slit that a card reader could come out of there. Yeah, the only place he left the card reader slit was up on the chest. Yeah, which he. Uh, Baymax, we don't see access. To. Yeah. It, it's not that I don't want there to be a logistical reason. It's just that's. When the movie is going, you don't notice it. Yeah. It's one of those things where you look back and you go, wait a minute.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Let me watch that scene again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's no time for any of that to happen. Right. It's apparently happened.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, be like, we, we have uh, Baymax sacrifices his life, but then, you know, less than 10 minutes late, less than five minutes later, we've got a new Baymax. So, well, I, it's it's not saying that his sacrifice wasn't a, in vain. His
1: sacrifice was not in vain, because A, we have no idea how much time actually passed between him finding the card and the new Baymax coming online. Right. There's that. Right. Secondly, it probably would not take long for Hiro to build an exact copy yeah. with no improvements on Tadashi's design, because more than likely, if Tadashi was following what I would assume would be standard operating procedure and experiment, he's got a full schematic mm-hmm. in his lab that he can bring up, and knowing Hiro and their super uber uh, 3D model... Uh, 3D printing that this yeah. world has. Yeah. That may have been done in a day.
0: Yeah, you never know. Maybe. We
1: don't know. And at the same time, it is the original card. It is yeah. essentially Baymax. Yeah. We don't, We while we lose the original Baymax, we at least still have him.
0: Yeah, That's I agree. the
1: closest way you can pull off a resurrection mm-hmm. and still, I feel, have the impact of the loss in the yeah. first place. Oh, I agree. Most I... times, you get that resurrection sense like, the point, yeah, of him being dead—if you're just going to bring him right back, yeah, it works here because I mean, technically, is he even really alive?
0: Yeah, he's a he's a he's a robot.
1: Yeah, he's a robot. Yeah, uh, he might have to go back and redo all the stuff he did. Yeah, after the fact, his upgrades to Baymax, but mm. probably get right back to form. He just uh just took Tadashi's schematics and hit. Print again, and because Tadashi had already done the work with the programming, that would still be on the chip. That would automatically load into Baymax's systems,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and should Ooh. automatically yeah. work.
0: Yes. Instead of going through the headache of be like and what Tadashi went through, yeah, the trial and error. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it. it they're going to be like you know, like you said and i said, be like it doesn't take away from his death. It just it's it doesn't it's kinda take. Kind of odd
1: that they went ahead and went there, but it's because I think. We wanted that. They wanted, in many ways, they wanted a happy ending.
0: Yeah.
1: I am not against having a happy ending. Of and course. I think it works here. Yeah. Because, honestly, why wouldn't Hero do this? Yeah. But, anyway.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: And then, of course, because it's a Marvel movie, we get a mid-credits scene. Yes. Which features Stanley. Sweet. in his doing a Stanley cameo as Fred's dad. And saying the line from earlier about wearing them front, back, inside out, and all—all all you know the rest of the thing.
0: Yeah, and plus he's a superhero apparently. Of course,
1: he's not going to the Family Island. He's somebody. Yeah. <laughs> they never give a name for this character. No, they don't. As far as we know, there's no other superheroes but Big Hero Six. Yeah. But apparently there is. Yeah. Because Stanley's got a. Cave
0: of sorts, yes, yeah. Just oh my gosh, the well, apparently, they've done a animated series. This, yes. I watched one episode and it was pretty good.
1: I haven't watched
0: it, okay. But like, it's it's fun, it's, mm-hmm. it's a fun little series, and you know, obviously, it's more you know, it's around more school and the whole you know, the whole yeah, jazz. Well, and... Yeah, they would
1: it makes make sense that they would for a day to day show. You would have the school experience, man. That's an easy format to work right around. Fighting by moonlight. <laughs> going to school by daylight. Right. Never running from a real light day, real fight. They are big hero sex.
0: <laughs> yeah. Minus, you know, hero. He actually does something. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, because...
1: And like we said, uh, it They do appear in Kingdom Hearts 3 in their own separate world. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. They uh, are fighting well the Heartless. Yeah. For the the Kingdom Hearts villains. uh, Monsters, essentially. They have started invading that world and Big Hero 6 is, of course, fighting them because that's what Big Hero 6 does. And not to get too off on weird Kingdom Hearts lore. Yeah. By the end of it, they... Save the day, and you. Back before the end of it, they bring back the original Baymax. Yeah, but uh, the enemies have turned him into every essentially turned him, put him back in kill mode. Oh, okay. And are using that to attack uh, San Francisco, oh, and okay. you eventually have to take that him down. But and it's a pretty awesome boss fight because it yeah. takes you all over the city. Wow. But uh, by the end of it, of course, you do save both Baymaxes. Cool. And so when you go back there after you beat the game, there's two Baymaxes standing there doing nothing. Okay. In hero's Garage.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: And whether or not that's... Technically, I don't think that is canon, but it's canon enough for now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think we've talked this movie quite a bit.
1: Yes, I think we need to go ahead and start wrapping up. Yeah, uh, I will so definitely say this movie is family friendly.
0: Yes, very much so. And very much anyone so.
1: Anyone can go and watch this. It's a very fun movie. It's yeah, Disney at its at, at its best. Yeah, especially in the modern age. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine.
0: Oh, okay. That that is definitely a very distinguished number. Yes. Uh,
1: Well, part of me wants to give it a six, but it's a lot better than a six.
0: Yeah, it's it's so much better than a six. Uh, I will probably give it a solid eight. Okay. And and you know, there again, a solid eight is not a bad number. It's not. No, it's not. Uh, I enjoy the movie. It's not as it's not as good as a lot of other films. But there again, is an enjoyable film and I thoroughly enjoy it. There again, I watch it every year or maybe twice or three times a year. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just, it's a a good, solid movie. There's, like yeah, it's got its problems, but.
1: What movie doesn't?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, they say Lion King didn't, (laughs) but. I think we touched on that. I think (laughs) we did actually. But. I'm curious,
1: uh, I assume we're, finishing up here, yeah. so I can go ahead and segue into yeah. our next part I'm curious since we have just brought up Lion King how the live action movie is going to stand up from the reviews I've read yes the biggest complaint is most people say it doesn't need to exist
0: yeah that's what I think. and hear. that tells
1: me I'm going to have a good time yeah because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is I can enjoy both yeah I may have a preference but I can enjoy both
0: yeah so with that said with that said, yes, be like, I'll, I'll give the movie an 8. So...
1: Well, that's the thing. Our next movie...
0: Uh-huh. Technically, should come up within two or three days. Or
1: this, that episode, The next episode technically should come out within two or three days of this episode coming out. Yes. And it will be our, essentially...
0: Reaction. Reactions
1: to the live-action... Lion King, King movie. What we're going, I say live action in air quotes. Yeah, as always. And way we're going to handle that, just so y'all know, we're going to do do a quick recording of our thoughts about what we think the movie's going to be before we go watch it. Yeah, we're going to record that, save it, run down to the local movie theater, watch the movie, mm-hmm. come back and yammer on for a couple hours, hopefully not too long. Yeah, and then I'm going to edit this and put it up. I'm expecting it up by Sunday. Okay. Maybe a little later. Than that. We'll see. But that's the current plan. Okay. And then after that, next Tuesday, we will be finally yes. getting to the last movie we rolled before <laughs> all these technical difficulties get yes. picked up on us. And we will be re- re- finally recording for the first time our thoughts on the movie Coco.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then... Finally, we will be back to rolling dice. Yes. And just so everyone is aware, Big Hero 6 was one of mine. Mm-hmm. And when we, at the end of that first Big Hero 6 episode, when I rolled, and I added Coco to the list. Yes. And then, of course, I rolled the same stinking number. So that's why Coco's the next movie. Yes. So we'll do Coco, and then maybe you'll win the roll for a change.
0: Yeah, this has been a...
1: The rolling thing is an interesting thing. Yes, it is. Because it does at least give us a semi-random movie to watch. Yeah. But it's weird how it'll stay with you for a while. And then it'll go to to me. Yes. And then it'll go back to you. you. Yes. It's like, I guess that's just how this works, the way we set up the numbers. Uh Uh-huh. We may have to switch numbers around at one point for fun. between us. We have to shuffle numbers between us. We don't know.
0: Well, good deal. Yes.
1: All right. So, uh, you can find me uh, on Facebook, look, look for uh, Drew Dodgen, and you can also find me on my Facebook page, Drew's Photo Bin, where you can come and look at my photographs of cool things I've seen in the wild when I've been on vacation whatever little artistic thing I think I can come up with. It's not just, you know, your family slideshow that no yeah. one actually wants to see. Right. These are actual thoughtful pictures I've taken mm-hmm. where I looked at it and said, I've got to take a picture of that. Yes. Artistically, I cannot. But uh, that's, uh, that's that. Where can they find you, Jacob?
0: Well, you can find me at Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. And also, including on Facebook, you can find me at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where uh, I doodle and draw almost every day, Mm -hmm. and it's been a fun experience. It's probably been like two and a half years, and it's it's been a wild adventure, a wild experience of learning and growing and experiencing how just becoming a better and better artist. And uh, I've enjoyed the experience. And if you want to just you know watch an artist grow and just Draw and doodle because believe me, I put up every not everything, but I draw quite a bit, and then a lot of it goes up there. And yeah, it's a lot of fun, so yeah, that's where you can find me. All right, where can they find us?
1: Well, they can find both of us on our closed Facebook group, uh, The Cellcast, mm-hmm. and they can email us at The Cellcast Podcast at com. And you can go to our website, uh, Mm thecellcast.podbean.com. Please remember, every time we say the Cellcast, that is with one L L. in Cell. Uh, The reason that Facebook group is closed is because we're trying to keep the robots out. Yeah. Obviously, since we just reviewed a movie with a robot in it, lots of robots in it, if we're being honest, we're not against robots, we just don't want them being our overlords and trying to sell us crap we don't want. Yeah. Um, uh, you can also find us on, our find, find the podcast on uh, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Sure. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. So, this has been Drew.
0: This is Jacob.
1: And we'll catch you in the next frame. Hmm. If it weren't for you meddling
0: I'll get you next time. Bruh, Reggie, bruh, why aren't we running Rhett? Like, hang on, Scoob. It's hero time. Let's go, gang! Scooby <laughs> <laughs> Time on SoCast.
1: Welcome back to the land of the dead. Please have all offerings ready for re-entry. Welcome back!
0: Anything to declare? Some churros from my family. How wonderful!
1: If you're experiencing travel issues, agents in the department of family reunions are available to assist you.
0: photos are in your son's ofrenda.
1: Have a great visit. Gracias. Gracias. And remember to return before sunrise. Enjoy your visit. Next. Your photos on your dentist's so ofrenda. Enjoy your visit. Gracias. Next.
0: Yes, it is I, Frida Kahlo. Shall we skip the scanner? on so many ofrendas, it'll just overwhelm your blinky thingy.
1: <laughs> well, shoot. Looks like no one put up your photo. Frida.
0: Okay, when I said I was Frida just now, that that was a lie, and I apologize for doing that. No photo on an ofrenda, no crossing the bridge. You know what? I'm just
1: gonna zip right over. You
0: won't even know I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Almost
0: there. Just further. <laughs> oh. Fine, okay. Fine, who cares? Come, flower bridge!
1: Aw, I don't know what I'd do if no one put up my photo. Next? Oh, Camilo, it's our turn. Welcome back, amigos. Anything to declare? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes.
0: <laughs> Hola.